Welcome to Tough Love, the Love and Relationship Podcast with me, Stephanie Regan, clinical psychotherapist and relationship specialist. And me, Mairead Lockman, matchmaker, dating specialist and the founder of lovehq.ie. This week we'll be speaking about infidelity. And did you know, studies have shown that after cheating, 50% of couples end a relationship immediately. 30% try to work on the relationship and only 15% successfully recover. So I think this week we said we we're going to talk about infidelity. Yeah. From your perspective, obviously, I'm sure a huge amount of your clients come to you on the back of infidelity. Is there a lot of it? Well, I think there's a lot of infidelity and there's a lot of, I, I think, you know, if we're honest, infidelity is more on the rise because there's much more availability and much more choice mm-hmm. out there. I think, I remember actually um, many years ago when seeing a person who had had their, it was almost this first online, if you like, breach of trust and relationship yes. that had been established online before the dating apps yeah. and all of that. And it was kind of interesting, they, they just assumed a kind of a friendship um, online and the person walked out the front door then and went to another country and lived with them. So it was you know, an extraordinary kind of, for me, introduction into yes. how this can happen and the, the the abruptness of it and the anger that's left behind and the trail. Now, that's, of course, when you're talking about the big, you know, a big committed relationship. Yes, and, and actually being found out and, left, and they left yes. the original partner and everything. Yes, exactly. That's massive. And that's at the other end of the scale. There's so many, I think, I think something when, when you even mentioned to me and we said we'd mm-hmm. talk about infidelity, I think the thing is it's so complex. Yes, there's so many bits to this, and I think it's one of the reasons why I like the the podcast idea as well. Is that love isn't simple? No, like definitely infidelity not. Infidelity <laughs> isn't simple. There's, yeah. We'd love to give a, you know a nice easy answer, a nice snap answer. You'd love to say, look, um, this is what you do, and you'll feel a lot better. The yes. reality is, you're going to be up to the brim with anger, with disappointment, with self-questioning, with questioning the other person, with blaming them. And it's to find your way through all of that is so difficult. And that's where people end up coming to me. And it's a mixed bag because I'm sure on given days, you know, you could be driving along, I'm sure, and a song comes on or you could be going, maybe get a wedding invitation. You're like, you know, Mm. I'm sure there's so many little triggers of different emotions. It's not just consistently with one. Not just consistently with one, it's it's shooting around. I think, I mean, I always think anger, anger is like a, a cover emotion, you know, yes. you kind of, it's when we feel a bit out of control and when, um, you know, we don't have power in our own situation that we mm-hmm. get angry. But behind it is usually all that heartbreak and all that disappointment. Yes. And remember, everything we feel is a bit like, I always think of it like a bouncing ball, you know, mm-hmm. there's... There's an echo in us. We, we, we're not thinking of when we felt it before, but we felt it before. Yes. So that echo comes up and, and in many ways it also just accelerates how you feel in the moment. So you are more yes. out of control. That is the truth because the past has come up to meet yes. you and you're not even seeing it coming. And I'm not saying that the person who has broken trust with you doesn't deserve your anger, but maybe what you have to think about is not so much them and teaching them a lesson and mm-hmm. you know uh, making them feel bad but how are you going to come through this and also the why you know because it's not just black and white well sometimes mm-hmm. I'm sure it is black and white but sometimes like if two people are in a relationship and somebody is neglecting their relationship sure. you know is there going to be everybody needs to feel I will definitely do anyway appreciated mm. loved um, mm. a little bit special you know 
they're kind of our basics how you need to feel in a relationship yes so yeah of course and and I think I think there was very much a kind of an older view that it had to be a sort of a gap in the relationship it had to be and something neglected and and I think that's a fair point mm-hmm. sometimes that's exactly how it is so there's many reasons why it can be around and why it can happen but it can be just opportunistic yes it can be just too much drink it can be just the flattery mm-hmm. and some people remember are very prone to flattery and yes. and very um, susceptible maybe is the word to it they kind of need it because maybe their self-esteem is a little bit l- on the edge or a yeah. little bit less robust and yes. uh, and and the other thing is if you parallel that kind of personality and you put it then with the whole phases of relationships and the way our lives go you know I mean I'm an older person than you so I can tell you all those phases uh, both personally and kind of professionally but do you know I mean there's the childbirth time there's the time when kids are young there's the time when you're preoccupied with your parents real life priorities so so your eye goes off the relationship I mean we're you know it's not all kissing and hugging for you know all of those years with this fabulous focus that we all get at the beginning but the fabulous focus at the beginning kind of keeps us going and um and it's what we know we can go back to and but if you put that personality who who likes to be flattered and needs that flattery and you put that person in into a very low point in a relationship that's a very toxic mix and that and combine that with some opportunity done Infidelity's I had going to come uh, Sabina, Dr. Sabrina Brennan on my own podcast would like to meet. Um, she's a neuroscientist. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we discussed and one thing she said is that cheating is very often almost hereditary, which is kind of a neutral thing to say. She said mm. um, the neuroscience that's involved and obviously then our environment, the type of personalities. But she said it can sometimes be hereditary. Have you found that mm. at all? I suppose you probably only get to talk to the person that's sitting in front of you. Yeah, well, often both, often both parties. Okay. Um, but uh, I'm always a little bit slow about that because I like people to feel that they can change and yes. that they have control over their actions. I need to be accountable. And I think accountable. people are really missing accountability yeah. in their lives. And I think if you say it's in your DNA, I'm not sure how that helps. But yeah. I feel for this, you know, it was always, the, you know, once a cheater, always a cheater. Man, there's a little bit of that but mm-hmm. I wouldn't judge there's a small bit of that yeah. in this that kind of personality I think that I just mentioned but there's also a lot of people who have and a lot of men that I have worked with who mm-hmm. are utterly committed to that marriage and it may not be a good one okay it may not meet their needs you know we always yes. like to think of it the other way around okay but it's both sides and um I, I've worked with with guys young men you know they might be 38 40 mm-hmm. with young children they know they've this is not working out this is not meeting their kind of emotional needs but they are committed Mm -hmm. and they stay there and often against their own better Mm -hmm. mental health if you like and but they do it because they know they don't want to leave and they're the guy they are and and they've stepped up to the responsibility stepped up to the responsibility and they are struggling and someone like that can also glimpse what they could have yes if they meet someone who just listens to them completely, mm-hmm. who who Sees kind them. of admires who they are, and yeah. it's not so. I suppose it's very easy. There's no easy answers. Yeah. It's it's sexual with everything wrapped up in there. But and it's also being heard, being seen, how you feel, exactly. the emotion, all yeah, of it. Being liked, being heard, being listened to, um, being valued, mm-hmm. all those things. Yeah, I get a lot of people coming to me as you know, obviously being a matchmaker, that their kids have just 
gone to, gone to college. Yeah. It's like our job here is done or the relationship has ended possibly four or five years before that. Yeah, but uh, they may have been like living in separate rooms because mm-hmm. they're trying to give a good example to their kids, obviously, that we're, you know, a united family. And then the kids go off to college and then they're coming. I get yeah. a huge amount, more than I would probably think should be normal of people mm. even contacting me a matchmaker that we match people for long-term real love yes. coming to me saying um do you match a bit on the side I was going to mention this to you yes. there recently but like I had been on a radio show recently and somebody rang me a day or two later and said hi um I just want to inquire about your service do you match you know um kind of kind of set them up with someone else someone off like I'm married but and I said no unfortunately we don't now I have to do that work yourself yeah and I listened (laughs) to his story you know because obviously something is concerning him and I said to him would you consider going to counselling with your partner would you Mm. consider going to counselling yourself and talking it out like it is a difficult place yes Um, but the funny part of it is I'm from Bullingar so of course we're chatting away anyway and I said to him no unfortunately I don't do that now he was trying to persuade persuade me that it would be a good business model and I was thinking not sure that kind of works well with the long-term real love vibe you know yes but yes, uh, I said to him then where are you from yourself and he said oh I'm from Mullingar and then he's like where are you from and I was like Mullingar so I know I'm so professional but I'm raging I didn't ask him his name beforehand you know <laughs> exactly what um, a thought yeah a lot of well, there's plenty of apps for that apps, I'm sure uh, there is and, yeah. and there has been of course yeah. and of course I mean on tinder there's 30 percent 30% of people online dating are married. Are married. Now so that's ma- actually married. How mm. many percentage are in relationships? As well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think that's the point, Maureen, about the opportunity is there in an enormous way. So In people's pockets. Yes. So women and men have yes. to be, you know, you have to be dead straight about this. Mm-hmm. People are going to let you down. Yeah. Um, it's not about you. No. You know, that, and I think that's where people trip up. You know, they're mm-hmm. always trying to find the reason in themselves. What did yeah. I do wrong? And that's what I hear with younger, you know, the younger mm-hmm. sort of 30 year old, if you like, that kind of age group where they're saying, you know, what am I doing wrong? Why did that happen to me? Or that's the second mm-hmm. time it happened to me. Yeah, maybe maybe you are choosing or not listening to the red flags or maybe you're missing out on all of those alarm bells. That or maybe you should you're staying be. in the relationship too long because yeah. I know at times I remember when I was going out with somebody and I thought to myself I love all of this we say I love 75% mm-hmm. of it but there's 25% missing now in the end obviously I knew to break up and walk away but it took me a long time to do that because women are slower at breaking up but I kind of did consider at one stage you know like mm. could I get that 25% from someone else and then I thought to my, you know you, you, I thought about it because I think about a lot of things I, I'm yeah. a big thinker Yeah, I didn't act on it but I did kind of think to myself would it could I do that you know yeah um, and I, and sort of stay in the imperfect yeah stay in the like. imperfect and yeah. like would have been an easy decision to make now would it have been a happy decision mm. no um, I always I always found my, myself I, I feel relationships should feel perfect we know they're not perfect yes you know they're not perfect and and they're going to be less perfect as life goes on in some different ways yeah. but also better in different ways but if they don't feel perfect at the beginning I think that's a mistake Okay. I, I, I think that's now, what you should feel. How far feel in do you think is the beginning? Oh, uh, first three years. Okay, I mean, first three years. I, I, I think your I think your relationship mm-hmm. really should have power, intensity, mm-hmm. um, passion, lust, the whole lot. Yes. Lots of consideration, lots of great fun, great crack, great yes. memories. It's got to be. It's got to be bursting with all that yeah. to be worth committing. That would be my view because when the when the bumps come and they mm-hmm. do. You've got that. You That's in you. Point. And you know you have that between you. And yeah. and you know that you can go back to that. Yes. But if, if you're going back to, to ordinary, 
um, it won't it won't it won't sustain you. Yes, uh, I think I read something recently, and it just basically said. Um, that you should have a conversation with your partner about what is cheating. Mm-hmm. Because after the fact, it's easy to backtrack and say, well, I, I actually didn't think that that was cheating. I didn't think that texting somebody and um, eggplant emojis and stuff like this was, yeah. or winky faces, yeah. was cheating. Uh, like for different people, it's different definitions. Now, I think when you've been caught out with cheating, I'm sure you can try and wangle your way out of it in different ways. But mm. I think a conversation should be had at the beginning. What is cheating to you? Now, look, and yeah. it's hard to have these conversations, but why are you with somebody if you're not able to have these conversations? Well, exactly. Yeah. And maybe maybe you don't have them at the very beginning, but no. you often end up having them, you know, maybe th- through discussing something else. Well, when um, you decide to become exclusive, because... Yes. I have been in situations where, you know, they kind of turn to you, you know, uh, or even refer to you as their girlfriend and you're kind of like, oh, am I your girlfriend? Sorry, we never, I can't remember that conversation, you know, and I think it is a nice conversation to have. I don't think it's something you should just drift into. I think it's... So do you declare exclusivity? I think you should, or I think it should be some level of conversation. But do you? Is that what happens? It do, now? Yeah, I now. Mean, yeah, it's, it is. it's 25 years since I was dating. Well, some Therefore, people do and some people don't, but yeah. I actually really enjoy the conversation. So that's yeah. why I like yes. the conversation. It's often assumed. Yes, but I have been in situations where I've been referred to, or like even in company and saying, hi, this is my girlfriend, Mariah. Mm. And I'm like, oh, wow. Yes. I'm his girlfriend. I can't remember anybody having that conversation. So, right. you know, I have said to people at different stages, maybe afterwards when you leave company and say, mm. oh, I think you referred to me as your girlfriend there. And the yeah. conversation is had, we'll it's say. Had. And yeah. that's good because I think what you what you also kind of, what you mentioned there is that the thing of sliding into mm-hmm. situations, you know, kind yes. of sliding forward. Because if you think of it, we're talking about infidelity and we're talking yes. about, when you talk about infidelity, you have to talk about trust. Mm-hmm. So if if trust trust is kind of declared once you say i'm yes. your you know i'm your girlfriend or you're, you're my boyfriend or whatever yes. because you're really saying we're saying to the world we're a couple for yes. the moment we see how it goes but you know we're we're not married but we're you know we're together and we're going forward together mm-hmm. and so assumed in that is exclusivity yeah. and and you're trusting each other then because that's what has to go with it you trust yeah. each other to kind of hold to the the, the loose tenuous agreement mm-hmm. of um I you know I sort of support you a little I you know you're my friend just like you would yes. a friend you don't talk badly about them you don't you mm-hmm. don't um do things to them that would hurt them you consider their their emotional selves their physical selves their yes. their well-being so mm-hmm. it's in there in that little package if you like mm-hmm. that pocket of trust and so when people come to me and they say you know I found him looking at Facebook or as an old an old girlfriend on Facebook or I found photos on you know is that a breach of trust yeah it, it is, is a breach of Absolutely. trust so yeah. so and listen to yourself on it what do you you know people yes. often try and they try and kind of, I, I think, walk it out of them. Like, oh, maybe I'm being too, and maybe I'm being too too picky. Because maybe they're in, I'm, they're in at yeah, that stage. They're, they're afraid in to lose them. At, but they're yeah. not far enough in that it's concrete. That's right. But they're far enough in that they know they like this person. And I suppose the reason I tell my clients to have the conversation is to clean it. So one. Okay, if we are exclusive, mm-hmm. what does that mean? Are you, if you're still texting someone or I'm still texting someone, because if you've been single for a long time and you've gotten to your 30s or your 40s, the yeah. chances are you have a few numbers in your phone book. And also other people will have your number. So you might not hear from them for six months into the yeah. relationship and next thing someone can pop up. I actually got a message off somebody yesterday 
that I haven't heard from in 11 years and he's home after being traveling and I used to date him for a while and like mm -hmm. so you don't know when somebody's going to pop, pop. back up you know yes, exactly. but the reason I say to people to have this conversation as well is I think it cleans the relationship and redirects it in the direction that you might like to go in mm. so I always say to clients start as you mean to go on because it's very hard to change patterns six months in a Later. year in yes yeah. so the for me, what I say is there's three stages of, mm -hmm. of love or getting into a relationship. One is the initial stages where everybody's bursting with lust and hormones and there's mm -hmm. the kissing and are they going to hold my hand and are they going to call and the text messages and everything. That quickly turns into the power struggle when people decide that they want to, you know, that are they making as much effort as I am? Are they... Um, Am I driving to them more often? They don't mm. text me as much as I like. I'd like a little bit more communication. Who's giving more? That's it. So the conversation cleans that up. And as I said, like previously, people have turned to me and referred to me as their girlfriend without having that conversation. So mm. it is a nice time to say, well, to be honest, if I was to date you, you know, if we were to make it uh, exclusive, mm. I would probably need these things in order to be happy in the relationship. So we may need to tweak mm. it a little bit. And I think it's, you know, sometimes... But I think that's very assertive of you. I know, but and that's... not I've, everybody... I not know. everybody feels that sense yes. of being able and the to confidence I know that that takes yeah. but I will say because people slide by not having that conversation it makes it a lot more difficult yes. down the line yeah and I didn't realize until I started reading up about it how much better it would be to have that conversation yes. so what I would often say to people is don't become exclusive until you have the conversation well well actually I would probably need this in a relationship what will that mean yes yeah. or I dislike this or I dislike that so yes. maybe we can try it for another few weeks and maybe have this conversation in a week or two don't yeah. give them the exclusivity and I think I think a few things around that um, that, that come to my mind yeah. when, you, when you say that is the speed you see it's not it's not about being conservative yes but the speed of the sexual mm-hmm Confuses. I mean, I have women who would say to me, they've, yeah. you know, been, you know, with a guy maybe 10 times, 20 times. They don't even know if they're going out with them. Yes. You know, it's an extraordinary kind of confusion. and Blurred lines. And yeah. what you say there, very blurred lines. And and that's why I think it's important to, to say these things because people, so, you know, to know what's sort of okay and what what isn't okay yeah. for you. It's for mm -hmm. you that I care about. It's for the for the, the person in the relationship that I care about because I can see where all the, the, the issues slide. Yes. People don't feel they have any power. You know, they feel that that they have to make it work. Yeah. There's this incredible effort to make things work. You you mentioned there, um, but they really, you know, they really like the person. Liking isn't enough. I know. Loving isn't enough. Yes. It's got to be brilliant. It's got to be good for you. Don't be You've got to feel twice as good with this person than on your own. Yeah. And don't be hanging out of any situation that doesn't give you that because it's going to get worse not better I think we need to really emphasise that you need to feel twice as good Absolutely. with them um, I have been in relationships in the past where I thought to myself they don't enhance my life or I have to either mentally prepare to meet them because of things like maybe they drank too much or something mm. and I liked every other element of them but I didn't like that part or I've had to mentally kind of take a time out after I've met them to think yeah. to myself am I happy with this situation like it is part and parcel mm. of dating the problem with with modern dating is the the number of people you date that you um, can date yeah. yeah and the other thing you know of course we're going to be flying around these subjects yes but um and back again and I think that's that's the thing you may go around in circles with of course, them yeah. because there's layers and layers and layers to these issues and 
Uh, it just struck me there when, when you were saying, you know, about behaviours, you know, we judge behaviour and we judge how people treat us and all of that. But you have to also put in another factor and that is capacity. Okay. Not everybody is able to love yes. the way you would like them to yeah, love you. True. And so it's a really good idea to, you know, stop, stop looking at yourself and wondering why... And, and trying to overanalyze why he can't mm-hmm. give you this or she can't give you that. Rather, start, you know, thinking, just read your own behavior, read your own feeling, what you mm-hmm. feel like with this person. And don't be their therapist. Yes. That is my, and let me tell you, I wouldn't be anybody's yeah. therapist if I was dating yes. because I judge behavior. In yeah. the initial stages of any relationship, you should be the behavioral therapist. You so just actions judge versus words. behavior. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. I see a lovely guy on Instagram we, only in the last few days and he's doing all the male side of things. Yes. I must get that reference. Yeah. And, uh, and he just says, this is what we're thinking. And if I don't call you, mm-hmm. This is what I'm thinking. Yes. And I thought, I love that. Dead straight. Because that is what goes on. You know, it's the kind of, you We're know, so maybe, maybe he's not into you. Yes. Yeah, you know, and it's just not to overly read it because mm-hmm. it's not to say that men are, you know, simple because that seems a negative, but they're straightforward mm-hmm. in their communications and they will not make approaches if they don't want you. And, and, and or if you don't uh, they won't make approaches if you don't if they don't want you but also if you don't give them an indication I always say with a bit of flirting and everything so with people maybe in their office or you, there's there's people around we'll say different personalities well, that, some, some need encouragement some don't absolutely you yes know. so it's to read what's there yeah, I suppose it is. but but I suppose we're turning turning back towards it towards infidelity I, I'm always struck at the moment with just when do people feel safe in the relationship yeah you know and that's kind of what you've that is a what you put your finger on there yeah. I think is that you know the dating is fast the dating is furious mm-hmm. um uh, there's people have this mirage I think that that there's there's a a world an, an, almost an ocean of opportunities but mm-hmm. there aren't actually an ocean of opportunities in terms of the kind of people you really want mm-hmm. now, I always think of it like you know if you walked into a room with a hundred people how many of them really if you whittle down would you actually randomly yes. how many would you actually probably connect with it'd probably be down to one or two max yeah, yeah. five at the very most yes. I think and mm-hmm. so so I often encourage people just to kind of work the numbers and don't overinvest in those numbers. Yes. Just and and practice. Like relationships are there, there's a skill element to them, mm-hmm. and and that's not to make it mundane. But you notice that people who have great relationships and then maybe that ends for some reason, you know, maybe tragically or yes. something, they usually start another great relationship because they're able because they know how. Yeah, or they, they know the what capacity. they want. Yes, yes. Capacity. Okay. They're able to love. They're able to trust. Mm-hmm. They're able to uh, show affection. They're sexually engaged. Mm-hmm. They know who they are, and all those factors really, really help a relationship to kick off in the right direction. Yeah. And as you say, having those conversations where you're not just sliding along, hoping it's going in the direction yes. that you think it might be, maybe going. That's not the way to operate. Well, it has to be a gentle relationship, a gentle conversation. I mean, yeah. uh, once you're having that conversation, but with your foot on the pedal, with with both people. Not just the conversation to fix it, the conversation to have the conversation yeah. to see what way it goes. And that it's okay. You know, sometimes people seem to feel that it's not okay to ask. Mm-hmm. If the person doesn't want that conversation, well, then they're not the right person. Let them go. Yeah. Don't what waste I any more nights on them. I often say is the right person hears you differently. Because some ladies yeah. say to me, oh, like I didn't tell them, obviously I'd love to have kids um, because I didn't want to scare them away. And I'm like, you're 36. Like he's 38, 39, 40, you know, 
have the conversation. It, like, if but he- you can sleep with the person. Yes. And have sex with them 10 times over a weekend. Yes. I know that's maybe ambitious. Well, and, yeah, it um, but, uh, <laughs> it's a long weekend. <laughs> and it's a long weekend. Yeah. It's a bank holiday. And just to say, and then you can't have that conversation. I know. That you on. have to look at the You've got to think about that. bigger thing of it. Yeah. Uh, actually, a lot of clients say to me, I suppose, that have experienced the ideal, well, what I would consider a more ideal type of relationship, mm-hmm. uh, do ask for someone that's more emotionally aware. Um, or emotionally mature Um, I think someone that has experienced that and then goes back into the dating world of swiping they can sometimes realise that that can be lacking Mm. another thing that I often say is we love how we experience have experienced it yes Um, so if you don't don't know that there's more there are you saying like if you don't um, that you you only recognise a certain you kind know, of love? Sometimes I can think when we were growing up, we all knew a couple that fought every night they were out, and they yeah. kill each other, and then they make up, and then they kill each other, and then they make mm-hmm. up, and it's exhausting for everybody in their company. And when yeah. they're invited anywhere, everyone's like, "Oh, we'll have to deal with their drama and all of that." Yes, I think anybody that has experienced a really good relationship is not going to really experience, not going to want to have that type of relationship. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm saying I think we love how we've experienced love. If oh, yeah. our role models, that could our be our templates. parents, that could be yes. even watching our friends, our brother and sisters' relationships. Mm. Well, there's two things Those about things. that. We, we 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 love in the way of what we know and what's familiar. Mm-hmm. You're right, of course, right there. And the other is that we it's very well understood in our kind of work that the love you give mm-hmm. is what you want to receive. Yes. So you you really love out of you know you're projecting yeah. onto the other person what you need and uh, so you will see people for example who want um you know who haven't had a lot of security for example in their childhood and you may find you know that they're over they're, they're sort of overgiving in that sense yeah. to their partner anxious, who yeah. actually doesn't need it because he didn't or she didn't come from the same childhood yeah so, and so you're he giving doesn't give them, them what you hope yes. they will give you and so you get can yeah. get quite caught up in that. Yes. And and of course, you know, this is where capacity comes into play. Yes. This is why you have to know yourself. And this is why the beginning relationships are all about finding out and learning where I feel safe and where I yes. don't and all of that. All those teenage mix ups that we, we all did and yes. into our early, you know, early twenties. I find now people are kind of more mature because they're out early in relationships you know much more it was a lot more I suppose there's a lot on social media if you really want to find it like if even on TikTok and stuff okay don't be getting all your your Mm. love advice from TikTok but there are the odd quotes that just kind of resonate with you depending on where you are in your life or how you're feeling on that particular day or because it wasn't spoken about yes. you know now it's all spoken about and I think yes. that's great it's out it there and um, now we have the Love Island yeah, well, template that's the, the opposite that's another yeah. that's another whole whole session but yeah. um, you know what, what people are looking for the thing that worries me sometimes is just for younger people that that the template they're, they're looking at I don't think they know where to fit themselves into it yes. because it's a very sexually based mm-hmm. kind of situation also fine no, you know mm-hmm. that's all fine but it needs to be combined with some inner certainty doesn't it it's very difficult when to sleep with someone when not to sleep with someone um, also as well their reaction they're like well I came to meet with you and we've met twice like what is the number when yeah. should you be and there is no rule and I no. do want to say that there is no rule I, um, I had a client actually about 
two, three years ago and she had been dating Guy for three, four weeks at this stage and he had suggested they go away for the weekend, mm. probably to move things along, if I'm honest. But she rang me in a little bit of a panic. She said, I'm not sure if I want to sleep with them yet, but I kind of feel that there's this pressure on. And I said to her, talk to him. You know, I'm not yeah. a sex therapist. Yes. I'm yes. the matchmaker. I've introduced you. I've done my job, you know. Yes. Um, and I so was when obviously is that very right? Yeah, and I was very helpful and we had a conversation. Mm. And I said, but, you know, this mm. is a conversation you have with him. So if you don't mm. feel comfortable and yet for yet, another couple... That's already done. For another couple, yeah. that could be night one. Yes. It could be correct, Absolutely. right, they're both ready and they're both ready yes. for more and I in know. terms of relationships. So so what are the factors if you think about it? Yeah. You've got to listen to you. It's it's being able to listen to yourself. You have to. And follow that. And not not just follow it, I think, but but mm-hmm. sort of be able to influence mm-hmm. the outcomes in your own life and in your own relationship. That's what I Yes. That's what I, I see. So I suppose what I find a lot of the time is I'm trying to help people to power up, yes. not in a negative power up way, but mm-hmm. I often think of it a bit like, you know, your foot on the accelerator. You can, you know, you can go faster and slower. It's not that you're, you know, foot to the floor all yes. the time or not letting the other person have any say in things. Mm-hmm. It's that you're saying, look, you know, for a reason I can't explain to you, I need to go a bit slower. at the moment or this is just going too fast I still love it but it's going a bit fast again the right person hears you differently so if they have a problem with that they're going to have a problem with your boundaries is what I would say because it's no harm to test your boundaries at the beginning stage of a relationship and if someone you know has a problem with the boundaries straight off the bat with something like when to sleep with each other that is to me a little bit it's a red flag you know what would you say to somebody that has literally just found out their partner is cheating on them you know, whether it's a case yeah. of, you know, it's always a horrible situation um, where you pick up their phone or you see someone's name mm-hmm. pop up in their phone or you they, keep, they start using someone's name a lot um, because people that fancy somebody like to use their name a lot yep. or uh, they, they say they always turn their phone down, might be on their phone a lot. Again, phone, 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 yeah. you know. Sure. Um, so or may have say? caught a glance out at a social event, you know, and mm-hmm. been like, wait a second, that was a little bit over familiar. Mm. What happens in that situation? What should you do? Well, I think I, the thing that comes to my mind straight away is you've a right to be protective of your relationship. It's not possessive. There's a difference. I mean, a healthy level of possessiveness. So, yes. so it's if you've invested in marriage or yeah. in obviously in a commitment together you may have children together with or without I think you have an entitlement to protect that and and of course part of that trust Mm -hmm. that we wheel back to is that you both within that exclusivity and that commitment that we make that you're both really saying I will mind this relationship yes and minding that relationship in my view means that you don't leave yourself open ridiculously to yeah. temptation. It doesn't mean that you, you know, go home at eight o'clock every night and you're not allowed out or anything, but that in your head and heart, if you like, that what we would call holding it in mind, your relationship yes. is always held in mind. I mean, if you stay out till three in the morning, dancing in nightclubs, say yeah. for example, with lots of single people, it's pretty easy That's to forget okay, who's but at home. don't get a taxi home with the person in your yeah. office has been flirting with you all week. But it's fairly easy to forget. It is, yeah. Your partner. Is. So that's fine. It happens. You're, go, you know, you're on yeah. different things or whatever. That's fine. But how much of that is healthy? You have to think about that. So protecting the relationship is one mm-hmm. thing. And often I find the anger 
in mm-hmm. you know that first level anger that comes out which I think is appropriate anger is that somebody hasn't protected the relationship yes. and that's that's the real heartbreak here mm-hmm. because when infidelity when when somebody breaches that trust it's very hard to put it back together again is, I yeah. always think of it like that very paper thin glass you know it's not a crack it's a shattering and and it it shatters into the core of the whole deal mm-hmm. and the love and the attraction and everything yeah. and it, an awful lot gets broken and um and i think it takes it it takes a lot to put it back together mm-hmm. um and we can talk about that because sometimes it can come back and come back really well but in the initial stages i think the anger is absolutely you're entitled to every bit of that mm-hmm. anger but the thing is you have to slow it down a little bit everything by the way i have found mm. if you're arguing with someone if there's cheating if there's anything like that everything seems to speed up the speed oh, yeah. that gathers and like i know from previous experience yeah it's kind of adrenaline and but it's also like i've i kind of had to learn at one stage because i'm quite a fiery ex that you mm. know i would say to myself okay just take a step out for a second yeah like just get some rationale on this don't lose mm. your mind and that's right you know even what I was saying to you there when you find the messages on somebody's phone slow it down actually don't say anything for a moment gather your thoughts because people automatically are going to try and get out of the situation they're going to start deleting messages they're going to start deleting photographs Mm. all of those things like I'd actually say to people if you find messages on someone's phone maybe gather a little bit of evidence when it's not a court of law but at the same time you know and find course, the facts before the you start is, firing the, the how did you find the messages on the phone well that's it yeah uh, where and you, why were you checking where are you distrustful where are you checking yeah. I I think that um, checking phones is a bad sign yes uh, now you may have reason to distrust mm-hmm. and if you have you're, you, there's I think you know in a committed relationship you, yeah. you have an entitlement to check that out and I mean there's lots of levels to this mm-hmm. some people are struggle struggle with trusting yes. and so they are over questioning over mm-hmm. um examining of their yes. partner and that breaks the relationship and that makes people go let me tell you yeah that makes people go because you kind of feel well I'm being treated like I ha- I'm having an affair so I nearly may as well have one because yeah. I'm getting no cute you know so I've done the time yeah, yeah. people <laughs> and, and that really does happen yeah. so I think that um, you know, be angry. Yes, take it. You know, slow it down and gather um, the info. Listen to yourself. Yeah. But I mean, obviously, again, there's a spectrum to this. If you're if you're six months into a relationship and you find messages on someone's phone, yes, that is one thing. I think that is a is a good red flag to have a good look at. I wouldn't yes. be I wouldn't be too slow on that personally. Yes. But if, on the other hand, you're ten years into your marriage yes. or into your committed relationship and you've young children, which a lot of, a lot of these situations do happen around yeah. that, uh, that, um, then I think you have to be wise and you have to be slow it down. You have mm-hmm. to uh, think about it. Do not talk to your friends. Would be my first bit Absolutely. of advice. So yes. try and be with yourself or mm-hmm. be with somebody who is not a friend. I mean, yes. I suppose you could say someone like myself or somebody if yes. you have a hand on, uh, you know, to somebody mm-hmm. really kind of very external who can help you to think rather than help you just to, you know, vent anger. And mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that you shouldn't be angry and I'm not saying mm-hmm. that you shouldn't, that you, you know, that you should forgive and make up and da 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 and all of that. No, I, I'm just saying slow it down so that you get the outcome here mm-hmm. that is good for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the balance there you were saying, you know, about potentially there is a certain amount that you should have access not maybe access to each other's phones but you should be able to have the conversations and it shouldn't be that people are hiding their phone or the 
the screen is turned down when you're together or you know if you say mm. to them hey can I take a photograph of your phone they're not like oh give back to me straight away you know yeah. that there is something there I read something yeah. recently and I suppose we might cover it at a later stage of the, f- the find your phone app that some people were using the find your own phone app to track, to track their partner. Yeah, oh, now to me sure that sounds very scary. You know, it's, it's about trust. You don't trust them. No, you don't. But then you know, what if you're the person that should be trusted, yeah. but your partner is like so controlling? Like that's mm. a very scary. It's quite a red. It's quite a red flag. Yeah. I think. You know, a lot of so so going back behind that a little mm. bit. There's many people are pathologically you know insecure okay and uh, unsure mm-hmm. and unable to trust and that comes from a very difficult childhood okay uh, usually and so a, a big letdown mm-hmm. um uh, usually caregivers who 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 couldn't who didn't really fulfill that role so the okay. so uh, the, the the small person in there mm-hmm. has has got this uh, fear of trusting yes. and that's okay but it needs to be dealt with rather than acted out Mm -hmm. and that's what's happening when you have someone in a relationship saying I um where were you Mm -hmm. and uh, I thought you said you'd be back at 10 past but now it's 20 past I mean come on no I had that these are I actually had that with now it might have been a cultural thing slightly he mm. was German, so timekeeping was if we, if you know the whole Irish thing, I'll give you a call in a minute, and you'd call him five minutes later. If like you said one minute, you know, so there was yeah. a slight cultural thing. Yes, but okay. you know, he'd be in a different country, and I'd be in Ireland, and I would get you know a phone call. Are you home yet? And like, why are you still out? And obviously, mm. why well, I can proudly say my ex, but it, there was to a certain extent oh, that yeah. I was quite nervous being out and about, and I wasn't myself. Well, I wasn't. You the begin flow to internalise the question. Yeah, and if I didn't answer the the messages, if I was out yeah. with the girls, I just it was yeah. just too much. They have to own the stuff that belongs to them. That's it. Yeah. That's the point because we are, you know, that's just a, a very obvious example at the beginning. But as you mm-hmm. go through relationships, crazy. You, even if you start with somebody. And everything mm-hmm. is brilliant, as I mentioned at the beginning there, full of all of that zzz yeah. and all of that. Still, as the relationship continues, you can get to points mm-hmm. where different things come into play that you could never see at the beginning. Yes. And it can be a long way down the road. So, you know, nothing's perfect um, in relationships. Yeah. You have to you have to be able to, you know, separate out what is mine, what is yours and how we, if you like, rub off each other and yes. how we affect each other. But we still must own our own history and story mm-hmm. and problems. And that has to be spinking clear, I think. When, so say, right, say there's a couple and they, somebody's after cheating, right? Mm-hmm. Do you see a lot of couples that come to you or people on their own? Like, what would you see as the mix? Well, I see, I see a lot of couples. Um, but I also, yeah, I would see individuals who have maybe left relationships and and then you would hear that story, if you like, okay. you know, within that context. But I've definitely, I've witnessed a lot of infidelity that can be surprising. Okay. And um, I, I see the, the, the complimenting, the needing that mm-hmm. compliment, uh, needing that attention. And we all know how lovely it is, you know. Yes to be listened to and somebody hanging on your every word and yeah. uh, all of that it's nice every yeah. single one of us would enjoy that we, everybody loves the compliment yeah. absolutely so, so it's um, there's nothing nothing new in that I think I've also I've also seen some very interesting situations where where it's kind of a cry for one's own kind of um, 
to be heard in the relationship yes. not not now to be valued but to be given freedom where where mm-hmm. somebody is is being overly compressed like we 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 spoke there about where are you going and what are you doing and all that level of of watchfulness which is suffocating for yes. for people and it is yeah and you know some partners will think that's a way to love but it's not a very very healthy way mm-hmm. and i have met the if you like the other side of that where where that that where a woman in this instance ha- had gone and just had a one night stand but it was with someone that ended up then you know really liking her and coming back mm-hmm. and making a lot of waves and difficulties oh, no. and like and, a nightmare, it, and it became known to the husband which yes. was terribly difficult for her but you know they both were very brave with it and they both came through it and he the husband was able to to forgive and it really yes. did love her and accepted that maybe he had been too possessive and yeah. it worked out very well so there are ways that it can work out well mm-hmm. but it does you have to have a lot there so what happens to save you know you okay so two people that come to you they're yes. coming what happens like where did they start so they make the appointment obviously with you somebody has found out yeah somebody has they come found together out. for the first session yes they usually they okay yes come together mm-hmm. for the first session declare what the what the issues are yes and then normally uh, in a situation like that i i would usually have a session individual and individual so okay. that i get each it's perspective real, and the real story yeah and the, yeah. And, the, and let the individual speak there yes what it's all been like for them and uh, and then see if you can help them to hear each other mm-hmm. better because often what ha- I mean so in many ways that's what the therapist is doing mm-hmm. trying to help the couple to hear each other and to find a way of hearing each other and responding to each other better it is um and I suppose in some ways they they kind of they speak to each other in the room but largely through me okay and it it allows it to slow down and um, and it, of course, it's lovely work when it and works. Mediates the whole thing. Uh, yeah, because, you're mediating, yeah. but you're really helping helping them to hear each other freshly yes. in a different way. In the same way that in individual therapy, people kind of hear themselves mm-hmm. again. It's like hearing your own story differently because you're telling it to me. And yeah. so, and you know, when you speak things, the emotion comes with it. Yeah, so it's yeah. nearly like a, so a that's relief. The cathartic. Well, that's the cathartic. It, it transforms it it changes it yes. because something is released and we talked about that echo okay you know that bouncing ball yes, and the emotional yes. echo and all of that comes in so I suppose it's a bit like looking at your, your, the couple are in front of you but you're also looking at the if you like the small girl the small boy the I small know. people the the family that was there the messages that they have have brought into mm-hmm. that relationship, um, how their how their mom and dad treated them, how they how they understand love, um, are they conflict averse? Are they are they able to say what they want? Do mm-hmm. they do they know how to say that? And do they do they feel good about saying that? Yes. And and do they feel their own power? So there, there's sort of a whole load of like a little it's like a child's mobile over their head, I suppose. I feel there's all these little worlds things, yeah. worlds of the person, spheres of the person that you're trying to kind of draw into view so that we can I can see them and if I can see them then I can help them to see them. How long do you think it takes? Like, I'm sure there's some couples that do they decide during the sessions maybe that it's not going to work out maybe one person intends the mm. relationship to be saved maybe somebody has agreed to come to therapy to help facilitate the conversation that this is over 
Um, or on the other side, I'm sure cleans up the communication and potentially, you know, yeah. does it kind of become better on Much the back better. of the conversation? Yeah, I, and I think I think in, in situations like that, th- there's a few things. Sometimes it becomes more clear mm-hmm. that maybe it's over. Okay. So while clarity can come in, it doesn't always go the way you want it. Okay. Uh, sometimes within the session, it can become even clearer that this person can't hear you. Or vice versa, that you you know they they can't be heard. So so it can be like that. But where two people really want to try, mm-hmm. there's a lot of good work that can be done. And um, but you know, around it, I have to say there is this thing about we're talking about relationships. Yes. We're talking about infidelity. You know, perfection is I think where we all fall down. Yeah, we've we've all been sold a little bit of perfection and. As, and I know I said to you, it should feel great, but that's not about perfection. It has to feel like you are so worth it, so worth trying to hold this. And at, so at the beginning, it's got to feel really good and special and all of that. And I think where two people have that, they have a very good chance of getting over these bumps. Mm-hmm. But in the infidelity bit, when you when you end up facing, if you like, each other after breaking that glass that we spoke about, mm-hmm. you have to let go perfection, and it yeah. sometimes forces that. It is we're just people. Yeah, you're looking at him or the other party, and uh, it's very easy to blame and and to pu- see you know to get the anger up and get that point the finger, but it might be you. Do Did women women have affairs too? Oh yeah, and uh, and and break trust, yeah. and there's not an awful lot in the difference. Yes, men do it a little more, but if you look up the stats now, we all we all have to question the stats because we're not sure who's saying what when. Yes, but of you know, I think we would all accept that men are more inclined to infidelity than women, probably because they're a little more strapped at home with the kids, yes. or they've got a few, you know, they're tied down for different times, but um, but women certainly do. Can so. I ask you, do you think you know after the first session whether or not it's going to work out with them? Can you sometimes tell? Uh, yeah, okay. I sometimes tell. Um, uh, but in general, I would never let that thought kind of maybe yes. in, because you, you, but you would have a sense that here's a couple who are really going to try and yes. you know it's the love and the gentleness and if if they if the gentleness has left each other mm-hmm. completely it's very very tough to get that back okay. and it's something i know infidelity can mm-hmm. bring it in but i often say say to people even in the beginning i, I see it with very young couples being critical of each other mm-hmm. making personal criticisms about each other never they are to me they are well, the words can't be taken back no it's again the relationship think of it like that as I say I always think of it like a globe you know it's it's um with that very kind of delicate Mm -hmm. glass there's there's all these aspects to it but if you if you start chipping at that you you don't have anything left Mm -hmm. and so it's not that we're so delicate with each other but what we know what we put together together is delicate to be sexual to be (laughs) to be emotionally kind of safe. Well, you're trusting someone with your heart. With everything. So yeah. so don't be don't be hypercritical and don't make those criticisms personal or your your relationship is being heading down the wrong road. Have you ever seen where one member of the couple has been caught out but the other person hasn't been caught out? Mm-hmm. And they kind of use it as a stick for the person that has been caught out while playing oh, yeah. the angel card. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that must uh, be very difficult. It's to very sit difficult there and think to yourself. Well, I've been, mm-hmm. as you can imagine, in yeah, all the both, in all the variations, all the, yes. and where you know that um, that the person you know is being lied to. And well, when that happens, really, you have to kind of break it up. But um, it's difficult. There's there's so many aspects to it. But I think that. Um, people do use it and I mean that's a gaslighting mm-hmm. if you like at another yes, level it is, yeah. and there's plenty of that and and I have sat with with women who were told there was no relationship even though they thought it was going on but were made believe that they were the ones who were being a little bit horrible mm-hmm. and but in the end they were right that's Which why I was to me is a about cruel, cruel getting their getting the evidence I know it's awful to have to say it but like mm. I would say before you start shooting your mouth off or you know sending mm. the crazy messages or throwing their phone at them or whatever you know obviously which we don't condone any of that stuff but um, to actually just stop for a second and get real solid evidence whether it's a case mm. of closing your mouth for another day or two until you figure out what you're going to do don't just shoot when it comes to things like your relationship that would be my yeah. feeling yeah, I think don't shoot, but I, I think maybe, again, I come from, we're coming yeah. at it from two sides. I, I kind of come at it from the point of view of, if you listen to yourself, mm-hmm. you usually know. You yes, know? Like, trust your gut. Why are you, I mean, why are you checking his phone? It's not yeah. the only reason. Yes. You know, maybe the sexual has declined, maybe the interest has there might changed. might be lots of little markers. Maybe there's loads of other things. Yeah. Um, I don't know, always late, doesn't seem to want to go out anymore, doesn't mm-hmm. want to go with friends anymore, doesn't want to do this, different things. So there's usually a whole series of little things that have, have turned you a, a little bit to questioning. And so there's that and the overtrust, uh, under-trusting mm-hmm. and all of that over-possessiveness. You have to, it's a mix. Can I ask you, where is the biggest hurt? Okay, because there, there's different levels of cheating, we'll yeah. say. Is... So one example being they were out on a staff night out or they were out for the night like that. They left themselves a little bit overexposed or, you know, went home with somebody um, Mm. while they were away on a work trip. There's also the level of have been having an emotional and a sexual affair with someone for six, seven, eight months Mm. and have been going away for weekends together or pretend business trips. You know, where is the big, big hurt? Mm. Can people kind of get over a little bit faster maybe just the sex and it's a stranger mm. versus the it's been going on for a long time and you know there's the emotional and the sexual side yeah. or the text, few text messages that were found on the phone but there was never any sexual contact in fact yeah. they never even met each other for a coffee it's just been flirting over I text messages I think the messages. shorter to be okay. honest I, I think I think time okay. I, I know that seems maybe and the emotional investment the, is the time is important how, how long has it gone on how, 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 because what what that what the other person is is dealing with is how long have I been deceived? Yes, and uh, and feeling foolish and and feeling, you know, hurt and angry about mm-hmm. that, and and every right to be. So I think if it's just one night, two nights, three nights, it's a little bit easier to deal with than three years. Yes, four years, absolutely. Um, longer, and all yeah. that time you've been going to work, coming back, doing this, doing that, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, so for me, I suppose I would slightly say time. I know we talk about the sexual only or the sexual and the emotional, but sometimes, I mean, I've met situations where that one night mm-hmm. has been enough yes. to make a connection. So one night stands aren't always just nothing. One, yeah, I know. You know, I know they're they're quick and smart yeah, and all months. that, but so you know, people meet for it's real little, love, like yeah. for every day yeah. it's not always nothing and yes. it's a kind of way of throwing it aside uh, mm-hmm. as though it is nothing sure sometimes it mm-hmm. doesn't mean a lot I get that but 
uh, I've certainly seen people where they 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 glimpse that possible relationship they could have had. Yes. And it changes it. It changes everything. It's like a. You know, changing the color of the water, so to speak. You know, you just mm-hmm. just, just, just drop. It changes yeah. everything, yes. and and it never goes back to being not changed. It's like it's like the something you you can't unsee. Okay. And I've had had situations. You know, loveless, loveless, cool, cold situations where, um, both for men and mm-hmm. for women, and then to find themselves really physically loved. You yes. know, and physically desired. Yes, in a or way a that serious they, sexual chemistry yeah, or whatever. Serious yeah. sexual chemistry that they do not get in this situation mm-hmm. is um, is a big it's a it's a changer. And uh, so, there the length of time mm-hmm. is what's I think important in terms of possible recoveries. Yes. Um, also, sometimes you have to sometimes that break maybe shows that the person doesn't want to be in this relationship. Mm-hmm. That's another thing that you have to catch Um, is there a gap that can be fixed are there gaps that can't be fixed and does this speak that out in some way you know obviously we're talking about infidelity and cheating today but we'd be silly not to talk about the third person yeah you know when we think Mm. about infidelity and cheating we always think of the couple being the main person but we sometimes forget about the third person the third person very often may have been told lots of lies potentially started into relationship and didn't realize that this person was now i'm not saying it's okay okay before we get a load of comments and everything Mm -hmm. but the third person possibly like we're saying 30 percent of people that are online dating are married more again obviously that are not married there's lots of people living out there in long-term relationships that have children and everything that are not married um i would definitely say you know uh, there's single people out there there they have been lonely that's i would say there's a, a lot of people that are single the main reason they want to find someone in the first place is loneliness and it is a natural human reaction yes they potentially have met somebody they've clicked you know what drives and you know why do people have affairs why do they get into them i think it's important to see it because we all think oh the poor wife we they think mm. of the poor husband you're thinking why does and yeah the, but we I all definitely have to think about the third, person. the third person you know i'm not saying okay they could have st- they could have stopped as soon yeah. as they realized mm. But often the story, my experience of, yeah. of that is the story is, um, the truth is obfuscated, is that the word? Yes. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tissue, it's a veil of of uncertainty about yeah. the other relationship. You know, uh, they don't sleep with them anymore. The relationship's broken down. They're living yeah. separate lives. They're going to be leaving. Uh, they're leaving. They have them there with their solicitors. They haven't got the paperwork. So Yeah, or we can't. I'm still living under the same house yeah. because of the housing crisis. So the, person, the, so the relationship yeah. starts. And, um, and that third party is left feeling uh, you know they're, they're not inveigled into it but yes. they are they they are they're in in and and they're in a little further before they understand the full truth yes now that's not always the case but but that is often the case that i see yeah. i think there's a fair bit of um uh shadow shadowing the truth in the beginning and and mm-hmm. then people are invested and they're in and and they're involved and once you're involved it's harder to get out yes and um I've seen I've seen situations where people have been married and they've never ever admitted that they were married and where children have been born into that situation wow. and then they are 
on the edge of all of that. There's many, many situations of that. With the most extraordinary stories, I have to say, that I've, you know, feel I carry with Mm me uh, from that. So I would be, well, you can imagine, like in my work, you're kind of, you know, you've you've seen kind of a lot. So you're very, very sympathetic to all sides. And I yes. am. I'm quite sympathetic so to I. all and sides. And so am I, because I see the human sitting in yes. front of me. I would get one, at least one, if not two clients mm. every month that come to me for matchmaking. And I ask them, how long are you single? And there's a pause. Well, uh, it's a little bit complicated. I yeah. have been seeing a guy. I have been seeing a, um, a, guy, a lady and they're married mm-hmm. and it's been going on six months, a year, three years, five years. And they are yeah. actually trying to get away from it. OK, yeah. now and it's not easy. I know you could just say they should just cut it and move. OK, mm-hmm. it's. I'm sure the people outraged even us having this conversation, but you're sitting in front of a human being, okay, that genuinely would like to find love. They're here to to get away from the situation yep. or to distract them away. Like if you are single and dating, very often what I say to clients, especially ladies, after the third date, I can honestly see there's like an unconscious decision that their body almost makes if they're getting on well with the guy. And it's literally as early as the third date. Mm-hmm. It's an unconscious decision that, um, oh, it's a decision probably, unconscious and decision probably don't unconscious match. Unconscious kind of response. Yeah, response. Mm-hmm. That there's near like, yes, this is a good person for me. Or yeah. this is my guy. Yeah. And so anything after kind that can cause, yeah, can cause a huge reaction. So if this yeah. guy ghosts them, if this guy um, says he no longer wants to meet them, mm-hmm. it is going to have a big impact on them. Or if they say at that stage well actually I have something to tell you I'm actually married yeah. there was a huge amount of this during lockdown by the way yeah. I saw it tenfold to what I am now before and mm. after well and, people were very lonely and and also they had the excuse of hiding so they'd go over to each other's houses and stuff yeah. they didn't have to bring people for dinner and drinks and yes. so they could kind of if I'm honest kind of lo- first of all they were very lonely but also they, they could do it out of out of sight hide very even more easily, easily. Yeah, yes for longer course. to build up that rapport yeah but you know they are there they do want to get out of it um they have very often been fed a web of lies uh, you know I do feel for them you oh, know 150 percent I I I don't think it's just even about feeling for them I think it's um that women and it's mostly women in this situation mm-hmm. that I would know um live in this situation sometimes for 15 20 years Insane. And you know it's not Insane. just months, yes. yeah. And um, and in all that time, there would be there would be lots and lots of stories about you know it's going to happen, and I'm definitely going to leave now, mm-hmm. and all of that, and it goes on and on. And you and it's so easy to judge and say, but why don't they just get up and walk out of there? Because you know because they have and it's, it's not that they're connection. weak people yeah, or no, that they're, they're any not. lesser people. They tend than we to be are. actually very capable people yeah, that I've met. Absolutely yeah. gorgeous, lovely women, and they just don't feel able to to see their way through that and there's often a little bit of again it comes back to power and I don't mean that in the overt power personal power Mm -hmm. you have the this is how we're you know it it refers to how we're brought up and everything you have the power to change your circumstance Mm -hmm. not everybody feels that so it's about capacity and that's I know yeah uh, that's not giving you a, a given maybe the listener an absolute solution but what I'm saying is it's complicated. Yeah. You can get down into your own story and find your way out. I think, you know, when you're breaking up with somebody, okay, there's 
the reason why you break up with them. Mm. So say you're in a relationship and they have cheated on you or they have, there's a red light, there's a red flag or they, they're just not sitting right with you. Okay, you break up with them, you kind of think to yourself, I'm making that decision and I'm going to move on because ladies take a bit longer to yeah. process that. And they're like, he did this, he did that. It's something very concrete. Whereas I think in the infidelity side of things, if they are the third person, um, they're in a situation where they are like, we really should break up. They know yeah. that they're doing wrong. Right is right and wrong yeah. is wrong. So I think we should break up or we need to break up. Okay. But the thing is, I would say breaking up is harder when you should, not when you want to. There's like mm-hmm. a balance there. It's like we should. It's like um, I broke up with someone before because they had, and I was with them a long time and I really thought our life was going to be together. But I mm-hmm. felt that, that there was an issue with alcohol. Yeah. Um, and for my long term, wanted to have kids and everything. I didn't grow up in a house that had an issue with alcohol and I didn't want my children growing up in that. Yes. So that was my main right. That's it. Would I want my children but you growing up? didn't have a desire. To but it, end but it, it wasn't breaking up for me. I was breaking yeah. up for my future children. Yeah. It's kind of the reasoning behind mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And every time I kind of got a little moment of weakness, because we do get moments of weakness and loneliness. 100%. Um, I thought to myself, no, that's not the, that is not the life I want for my future children. Whereas if it was an infidelity situation and it's like, we should break up mm-hmm. and that person then texts you in two weeks time and it's like, hey, I really miss you. You know, do you yeah. even want to fa- fancy a coffee? You do want to meet with them, I'm yeah. sure. Um, like if you did break up with someone, it's, but the person I was saying there with the alcohol issue, um, I didn't want to break up with them. Mm. I really didn't want to, but I knew I had to. Yeah. And there's the difference. Um, well, there's the difference in you. You know, it's, it's interesting. You, you say you're doing it. You're doing it for your kind of future children. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say to you, but also, you don't want to be in a household with. I know, but I would have. I would have put up with it. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, now, but you, then I would have. But now you would I would have, have had issues down the road. No, and now so I've, it's a good. Decision. Yeah, went therapy and done all that stuff. Yeah. And now I definitely wouldn't. But I yeah. would spot the red signs faster. Exactly. I wouldn't try and justify. A lot of people mm. say, you know, why should I break up? Like you don't really need the. You don't yeah. need to justify it to yourself. Yeah. You know, in your gut, just do it. The other thing, if I can say, and uh, there's so many things we could say around this for this third party, as you say, um, but. It always strikes me the clandestine, you know, it's not just about it being hidden from from others, mm-hmm. but also it's about being able to be open in your relationship yes. yourself. And uh, I'm always struck myself at how successfully that gets done, you know, because it's it's not easy not mm-hmm. to share your relationship. So when a relationship isn't shared, if I can just touch on that for a second, yes. like you're going out with somebody and you don't get to meet friends or you don't get to meet family. Well, that you're kind of left with this very binary me and you, yes. me and you. It's a very undiluted, intense kind mm-hmm. of relationship. Whereas if you meet your friends and you know you know how you feel yeah. when your friends respond and they say, oh, you know, he's lovely. It's a bit this or a bit that. Yeah. You know, they all, all give their view. But and but Integrate them into each other's integrating lives. Yeah. In and into family and all of that. But when that doesn't happen and you think, if you think about that in the relationship, mm-hmm. this other, you know, third party relationship that we're talking about, that goes on for a long, long time. Yes. And I think it's a factor in why it stays. It becomes undiluted. Incubated almost, yeah. Yes, incubated. It's and there's an unhealthiness to mm-hmm. that that I think is um just something to shine a light on. Yes. I would honestly say if there is a third person listening mm. to this, I would say to them, 
stop and go and get therapy get out of the situation mm. you deserve more you deserve better yes. stop waiting you know you deserve don't always to always feel that they don't but yeah. you know what go I would say yeah. go to someone like yourself yeah. and get out of that situation um, you, you no, don't I agree. There's a deserve bit of to be somebody's secret or yes. the third person you're fa- no doubt because the people I meet are fabulous people in their own right men oh, and yeah. women yeah. so I would definitely say stop and mm. you know go on your own path yeah. Um, but do get help along the way with it. And um, and, and just one thing there yeah. on the when you're saying is they you have to ask yourself for that for that woman, and it is a woman really yeah. we're talking to largely there, that you have to, you know, look at your partner and think about why they are happy for you to have just this. Yes. Rather than out in the world, integrated into mm-hmm. all events that are part of life rather than just the this time mm-hmm. apart now and also you have to look at the person that is happy to keep you a secret yes. is so weak that they can't even be bothered to get their own shit in order like yeah. I really I mean it that strongly like they're happy to live under a little rock living this perfect family life mm. like well, do you about, really want to be that having weak both. person that's yeah. having both having, having both but it's weakness as well I would say a little I think it's bit. selfishness yeah selfishness Funny, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd be I'd be harder on that because well, I yes. think I think it is selfish because I've seen a lot of it where the person likes you know to have the status the family mm-hmm. the money the, all the yes. things that go with that and and not do the divvy up that goes on in divorce, which yes. we all know is a, another fierce battle yes, and situation. That is fierce. And then uh, and then they have over here this this person who loves them and gives Sash, them all that attention go. we talked about at yes. the beginning that um, makes infidelity so attractive. Yeah. Because you are the focus, and in some way they establish a situation where they mm-hmm. get that all of the time. What I'd like to really know as well, like I'm sure there's people out there that know their partner is cheating for a long time, that just Mm. like just turn a blind eye. Is there anybody ever that comes to you like that? Um, No, not not in the sense that they would admit that they know. Okay. Um, And I know that people, you know, speak a lot about this, that that oh, oh, that person must have known. That's not my experience. My experience is that people are told a lot of lies. Yes, and uh, they are made to doubt their own pickup, mm-hmm. and that's what you really have to watch out for. Anybody who is prepared, and that is the gaslighting, of course, and anybody who is prepared to make you doubt your own truth and your own pickup, and in the end, you are right to lie to get out. Of that it. is a cruel, cruel, nasty thing to do, damaging, really damaging your mental health, mm-hmm. and um, that's an out situation so but you have to accept that for many people it is they're not willing to leave be it a big marriage or a big commitment and we have to accept and respect that they have their reasons i know you're saying they may be complex i know you're saying it's an out but do you not think everybody would lie to cover their ass to see if the situation can be lulled over just at the initial stages i know i probably would if i'm honest if, I'm, if somebody said to me i found messages on your phone i would probably be like oh my god three seconds to think yes what the hell's on my phone first of all and how can i get out of this quick you know to a certain extent Dent would be your natural reaction to instead of going straight up actually yes I did last Tuesday I met and give them all the information is there not going to be a certain amount of quick well probably a defensive yes a defensive knee jerk um, yeah I I think you can expect that people will Mm -hmm. will defend themselves Um, but over you know if you've built up a full understanding and you know that 
you've been mm-hmm. cheated on. The question is, what do you do with that? Okay. Isn't it? What yeah. do you do with that? Um, and I suppose what, what we've tried to touch on is, if you think of, you're trying to get to why it's happening. Yes. You're also trying to get to, have you a relationship that's worth saving? Mm-hmm. Because not all relationships are worth saving. And if somebody, I, I would say in the infidelity score, if the person is not sorry, yes. if they don't feel, if they're not in any way caring about the fact that you are hurt and mm-hmm. deeply hurt, that's a big, huge red flag. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a good reason to consider uh, letting this relationship go. That's easier said if you've than if you've three children mm-hmm. in tow. So I think that is one reason. If there's no apology, if there's no care, if there is no willingness and effort to repair. Yes. They are huge issues in terms of you having any possibility of making this work. And they would, it would also be for me a big red flag in, have you actually got something worth fixing? In this world we're in now where, you know, we all, marriages, 50% Mm -hmm. of marriages in the States end up in divorce here it's less so of course it's it's more like you know one in four but in reality it is, is just not because do you think divorce, is that do you think uh one that it's relatively new in ireland divorce and two the stigma is still to a certain extent there do you think more people yeah. get divorced if still it was a bit slow. 20 years yeah, a bit yeah. Slow. Okay. i think there was a hangover um effect in terms of the numbers there was yes. a pent-up demand in the mm-hmm. beginning and there was quite a lot of divorce in the, I think it was in 96 it came in. Um, yeah. And so there was a pent up demand and it has evened out and marriage is still on the rise in Ireland. It's very, mm-hmm. you know, we're very, we I marry know. at a, You're we all love a good wedding. I've uh, 24 <laughs> weddings this year. Oh my God. For, of couples that I've matched. Yeah. yeah. So I think, I think it is that. I think we also have the, the religious hangover and mm-hmm. as I say, the cultural, yeah. the cultural aspect. But the truth is marriages people were stuck in miserable marriages and now they're not stuck. The only security you have now in your marriage, if that's where you're going Mm -hmm. or in your relationship is happiness. So happiness between you, not enforced, not tied in, not tied down. So knowing how to have a good relationship and knowing how to make yourself happy, Mm -hmm. knowing what makes you happy, that's what's going to make a good relationship. And And that's why I talk a lot about, I know, power, exerting influence over your outcomes. It's not, a, this isn't a passive business. Mm-hmm. This is this is where we both travel the world together. And like, I always think of it like two tracks mm-hmm. that keep meeting. Do How important is sex to cheating? Uh, I wouldn't say as important as people think. Okay. Uh, of course, there, there are times that... Uh, I mean, the old the old idea was, oh, you know, if they're not getting it one place, they're yeah. getting it another. I don't think that's. Th- I, I don't see that's not what I've I ever heard. I don't think people in Ireland are having as much sex as everybody thinks they are. Would be my idea. From I'd say they're having more after COVID than. Yeah, well, I'd say they are now, but also I, would I think say COVID dampened it for everyone. Perception of like Tinder, dating, one night stands, everything like that. I think there's a particular age, but I think people yes, are not course. having as much sex as they think they are in college. Uh, I think people are only kind of coming of age at that stage, if I'm honest. Yeah. Uh, and I would mm. say Tinder is not the hookup that people say they are. So that's why I'm wondering from mm. the cheating point of view in long term relationships you know, how important is it? Because I think people, I think the media like to think that it's sex, 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 but, yeah. or the movies, they, you know, they weren't getting 
a huge amount. I think there is a certain yeah. element of it, but I don't think it's the defining well, factor. Well, some of the, yeah, it's, I think some of those things I've mentioned, like the gap and all of mm-hmm. that, the emotional things, they're important and they're definitely part of, part of mm-hmm. um, I think, the impetus for, for little, you know, infidelity and one night stands and other relationships. I think there's also an element of when sex goes off the, Mm-hmm. table so to speak um, that's not a good image but uh, when it's n- no longer available for all sorts of reasons of illness of childbearing of, of age of age of menopause mm-hmm. and the interest goes down that has to be a factor then okay. and I think what we're also noticing in uh, is a trend towards older um, o- older people if you like being uh, more inclined to have uh, affairs okay in you know the older people in relationships and I think that's that's to do with the fact that they they kind of feel they've missed out perhaps and you know sex is much more free now for um younger people and certainly even in my generation it was quite free I I I didn't grow up in that um very restricted time but there was a 10-year difference where everything just tipped and um 10 years before me because I see it within my own family and people you know there was that was when they got married the, you know they did not have sex before they got married and it's you know that was simply changed overnight yes. and uh, I couldn't tell you which night but it changed overnight yes. and then people lived together and um, and and having sex before you got married was just pretty okay and not uh, and not judged harshly You've been listening to Tough Love, the Relationship Podcast with Stephanie and Maraid. If you enjoyed this episode on infidelity, don't forget to subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcasts and we would really appreciate five-star reviews. Have you any relationship or dating stories or perhaps you have some experience of cheating or infidelity within your own relationships and dating? Please get in contact with us through our website, toughlove.ie.